Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Building great things are sensitive applications of a theory. Building great things, there will be moments in the process that will make you question these theories. The Brooklyn Nets were humbled this evening. We have a lot to talk about New York City's. Let's not waste any time. I welcome New York City and all allied uh, members from uh, areas unknown. Tonight we uh, we get an opportunity as the front office podcast to question what we saw this evening. I, I mean, obviously. The the clear uh, first thing is that this was a you know that this was obviously unacceptable. But uh, what was unacceptable? <laughs> uh, Kevin Durant had his n- normal dominating game. Kyrie got. Less than the amount of opportunities that that he typically would want. But he had a pretty good game. If that is the case, Mr. Samuel LaChow, my partner in crime in this endeavor that we call the Front Office Podcast. Let's talk about what happened. Let's do it. This evening... I think, and and I, and I and I I don't mean to be rambling on, but I want to set you up on a platform to have a conversation that that you know puts the way we're going to analyze this in a box, right? We because you could go far different places if if we don't frame the conversation and. and and if you don't mind, if you would uh, indulge me, uh, let me let me let me define that frame. Let me define that box for you. So, I think sometimes really great teams and really innovative groups of uh, and, and organizations sometimes they outsmart themselves. In my personal business career, I've gone hard on just building the best application, the best piece of software. And sometimes all all you really needed was just a great sales team. The Nets, I think, by putting Dinwiddie in the... uh, starting lineup I think they're outsmarting themselves I think I think the decision to play DeAndre Jordan in the starting lineup is also maybe not even necessarily outsmarting themselves I think that's just being plain stupid something is missing in the evaluation of big man and and the necessity of being able to play physical big men in this team. But that's not the way that I want to look at it. 
if that's if the Nets are going to play this way, how do they stop teams like the Charlotte Hornets who can just dive into the paint all evening and take advantage of the fact that that we've got one big man in, in on the team and I'm sorry, I know Kevin Durant is seven feet. But Terry Rozier was out physical in um, Kevin tonight. And I don't fault Kevin. I, look, the reason why Kevin Durant is great is because he's a seven-foot small forward with the skills of a, a ball-handling skills of a point guard. He can get to anywhere on the floor and pull up at any time. What is the game plan, Sam? How 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 is this going to work? Yeah, so I I think for the purposes of the pod, I think it's interesting to kind of to di- to dissect the game. The this is the way that I would dissect it, I guess, into three different th- three different kind of issues. Right? There's the there's the st- there's the lineup and rotation stuff, which is what which is what you were just alluding to. The and and that then seeps its way into the Prince and Shamit disaster, which it's granted, it's like, it's, it's three games. This stuff changes, especially with shooters, especially with a shooter like Shamit, where this stuff can change in a like next game. If you told me he went six for six, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, And then the third part I think is just flat out effort, which I think also seeps in a little bit to the rebounding issue that we've seen that they've had, even in, even in the blowouts and look like their, their, their effort had at times hasn't been great even in the games that they won by 20 like the first two games yeah i i want to say something about the shamit thing right see shamit hasn't played enough games for me to indict him yeah i agree i I, um he was horrendous tonight but here's the problem with shamit and here's the problem with with torian prince do you remember the play where the Nets are on a break. Torian gets the ball, and he's so disjointed. He knows he can't score. Yep. He knows he's not. He's got nothing to finish, so he freezes. Yeah, he dropped almost, it to Jeff Green, who then dished it out to TLC. Right. Yeah. And it, it's. It's ugly. And here's the problem with Shamit. If you're not going to make three-pointers, if you're not going to space the floor, you have zero value. I, that, that's why playing Timothy Luau Cabro made all the sense in the world because they, it, the problem with with Torian, what the thing that compounds the Torian Prince problem is that then you have his alter ego who looks just like him <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's like the spider-man meme he pointing at each other yeah. they both cannot finish at the bucket and and this is a serious flaw in this team it, it it's where we lack versatility if we ever have to ground and pound teams we don't have enough of the tools to do so. And then why are we on purpose putting ourselves in a position to be less athletic? I I don't I don't know. I don't profess to be a, a basketball scout, right? I'm a basketball fan that obsesses enough about it and and looks at it in a data-driven way to 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 talk about it, right? And I think we've got a, a, a a couple thousand people rocking with us and uh, we appreciate them. And um, I'm going to explore this as best I can. We, you have two players on the floor who cannot finish at the basket. That makes them so easy to guard. And it throws the Nets offense into a disarray 
And the reason why this is happening, Sam, and tell me if I am lying, it's because Dinwiddie isn't with them. Those guys need a true point guard badly. They cannot create offense for themselves. So wouldn't it make more sense to have the, the dribble penetration guy, the guy that's going to create for them and help them uh, put them into position to score than Karis LeVert. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the the issue, the the only issue I have with that though is that is that t- to be honest, I don't I don't really think. And look, uh, like I I love Spencer, and first of all, we also have no idea how long he's going to be out for. Um, that's but, scary. That's scary. That's scary. I, I... Yeah. Yeah, no, it, and, and 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 but the thing with, but the thing with Dinwiddie is that I truly don't really think he he makes the people around him that much better, whereas I think Levert does, and and so the thing I get nervous about is if Dinwiddie is in this is in the second unit alone, I think it basically becomes the Dinwiddie show, which I think can either be beautiful if he goes on those runs that he can go on on his own, or I think it could be a utter disaster if if he's not getting calls and he starts jawing at the ref and then doesn't come back on d and he goes through that whole type of thing but i look i mean it's clear look i mean like all things being equal the best thing might be if if he was hitting shots you could easily convince me that um that like that uh harris should play the two irving should be the one Prince should play the three, Durant the four, and then Jordan or or Allen the, the the five. The issue is the issue is like Prince is just whatever he was in Atlanta, which was like a thirty nine percent three point shooter. I don't know if it's getting paid, or I don't know if it's something in Brooklyn, or I don't know if he thinks he has a short leash. But he's a but he's a general he's a general net negative, and I think and I think honestly the most astute point that's been made so far in this pod what is what you said about his layup, which is that like he, he, he even on a play that was, that was basic the whole time. It's kind of like watching, um, watching like a four-year-old, like uh bike down a, a steep hill. You're like, all right, like, how is that? How is this going to end? Like every, every single time, if he makes a layup, it's, it's, it's by luck. I it, listen, the nets this evening, were outscored sixty-four to twenty-four in the paint. Well, well can I ask you? I, I, I just want to ask you one question about the whole paint thing because that was something that I was that I was also going back and forth with people on Twitter about. Like the paint thing was something that we went into the year knowing that that this was going to be like an issue. Right. Like this is this isn't anything we're that surprised about. And to be honest, this was an issue. It's not to the same extent because the like let's say 2015 2016 or 2016 2017 warriors had a couple more big bodies cuz they had like Bogut and Azili and Spates and so guys who could bang a little bit more but i mean they got but they also got annihilated in games against against like the Cavs in the finals when they had the Tristan and uh when they had the Tristan and and, and K Love lineups uh and stuff like and and Mozgov so like I mean, I mean, like we knew that we knew that on the boards this was going to be this was their like kryptonite, which like th- that, which is why I don't really have as much of an issue with the boards as much as I do like this is a team that's going to win and lose by the three, like it's ca- case closed. Like if if Shamit and Prince in the first half instead of going zero for twelve or where whenever whenever that was in the third quarter, if instead of going zero for twelve they go three for twelve, which would still be way below their averages, it's a completely different game. If if it was that. We were outscored forty to twenty-four. I would agree with you, but being outscored sixty-four to twenty-four, and knowing what we and and basically just like this is just verifying what what we looked at and and came to an, a, an assumption, right? We made an assumption. And sixty-four to twenty-four is just proof of that yeah. assumption. So, is that going to happen every game? I don't think Kevin Durant becomes a different human being, and that's nothing wrong with it because he's really great at defending shooting guards and small forwards. He's agile. He's got great footwork. 
He's just not a physical NBA player. Yep. And sometimes you 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 need sometimes you need a person on your team that's that's gonna basically you know play that side of the basketball game. People who run and dunk. And I I said something earlier on Twitter, and I, I think this is worth exploring. Maybe the Nets have too much shooting. Yep. I think I think what too much shooting means is you are so you have shooting but it's so much shooting that it makes it that where you can't be anything else. And it makes it that defense you're one dimensional and defenses if they can focus and take away what you do great but if they if that's all they have to defend, it makes it easier to defend. Is that faulty logic, Sam? No, I mean, like, uh, no, I mean, the they may have they may have a couple a couple too many guys in the sense that uh, I, I mean, look, if the guys aren't hitting their shots and they're actually having down years, then it's then then the whole thing is irrelevant, right? Because I mean. If if Shaman if Shaman and Prince can't even be in the mid to, like mid thirties, then they're then they're a massive net negative because they're not helping with 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 anything else. And at that point, you're better off taking a loss on a trade and um and and getting a guy who let's say is less talented or is a is a less uh, tasty contract, but at least helps you get better in the in the in the short term. But I like I think for a lot of this stuff, it's it, it's it's too early, uh, generally to make, to make, uh, decisions, but, but, but also to what you're saying, I mean, I think it's clear that TLC is a player. Like, I don't even like whether he, if he had made or not made the threes that he took, I mean, like it obviously helps when you're, it obviously helps when he was what, like three for three or four for four or whatever he was. But like, he also just has a place on the team because he's a little bit, he's a little bit bigger. He can play D and he also, um, he's athletic. and he's athletic, and he and he and he's always in the like the uh, whatever the, the the fundamentals like a three point position where he can pass, shoot, or or drive on everything. He always looks like he's a threat in some type of way, and and he's I mean he showed like I deserve to be starting. I mean look, he was in ahead of Lavert even at the end of the game, like he earned his way. He he earned his way. Um, uh, playing, but I do agree with you. I think there's I think there's definitely I think there's definitely an argument that they're they need they need someone and this was and look this was a theme that me and you brought up back in in June back in August back in September during the bubble whatever whatever it is we've been talking about like having a ten or eleven man rotation like may sound nice on paper like you hear every every ESPN writer saying they're so deep they're so deep but at the end of the day I'd rather combine two or three of those guys into someone who's actually going to help in a playoff series and right. Like I mean, I mean, I mean, like right now, so far they've had no use out of Bruce Brown, and maybe if you combine two or three of the pieces and get someone who's more of a bigger three and D guy, then Brown can actually come in and be play more of like a stopper role when they have more high powered offensive roles, and you can T- sacrifice his offense. Dude, t- tonight had some bad juju out here. Let, let before we talk about the Nets, let's let's also look at the the big picture of the NBA tonight. Uh, the Bucks lost to the Knicks. That's right. Yeah, yeah, creamed. The best record in the Eastern Conference last year, Milwaukee Bucks, lost to the Knicks by one twenty. Knicks hung one thirty on the Bucks tonight. Yep. All right. The Pacers beat the Celtics one hundred three one hundred one. What the fuck? They look like they've been reeling. The Bulls beat the Warriors. No, the Celtics Pacers game is no yet. It's still going. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all. You know what? All of these games are still going, but still. Well, the, I mean, the, but like no, but to, no, but to your credit, I mean, the Cavs blew out the Sixers, and the today was like ground. I mean, today was a weird day. The Knicks blew out the Bucks. The I mean, it was uh, the Clippers it, lost by fifty to the Mavericks. It's it's bad juju today. Uh, some something's going wrong. The the moon 
Is it is it full? It looks like the I'm looking out the window right now. The block, the sky looks purple. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's it, that it's 2020. I don't know. I I look at what happened this evening, and um, I think so much so much of it could be fixed in, this way. And and here's my suggestion. Stop playing games. This DeAndre Jordan thing in the starting lineup is foolishness. They numbers wise, it wasn't that far apart in a sense. And I'm gonna explain um, what I mean. Tonight, Jared Allen played 25 minutes, had eight points. 14 rebounds, one assist, one block. DeAndre Jordan had one point. Jeez. 12 rebounds, two assists, and one block. Those, I mean, obviously Jared is better, right? But how much better you have to watch the game to see? Yeah, it's a different, it's a different level. Right, and I think that there's the Nets are just, you know, I think I think we saw when we didn't have uh, Jeff Green, him going out uh, hurt us tonight. But uh, the the poison and everything that that happened is one. Those guys in Torian Prince. And Landry Shamit, they need a they need a Spencer Din, Dinwiddie on the floor for them to be able to do what they do. Less Karis Levert, like Karis Levert, he could he, he could pass the ball. He has semi, he's pretty good court vision. Not not definitely not great. Definitely not starting point guard good. Uh he's a shooting guard that can pass very well and can handle the ball very well and can throw, run a pick and roll and throw oop to, to Jared Allen. They have good chemistry. I understand all of that, but he's not really a point guard. But you would think we don't have a very good six man of the year caliber point guard in, in, in Spencer Din- Dinwiddie. And again, I don't want to, I don't want to, um, belabor this point, but I think it's the most important point. The Nets organization is outsmarting itself. It's doing cute shit. Oh, let's do two point guards. Okay, positionless basketball. Let's just throw Karras as the lead ball handler, because he could do it. He's our version of Manu Ginobili. This is nonsense. He's he, he's our shooting guard. Play him as shooting guard in the starting lineup. Where where's the where where am I going wrong, Sam? No, I mean I think I, I think there's a good I think there's a good argument for that. I mean I, like I um I think I I think either I think either you switch Lavert and Dinwiddie or or I honestly think that that you. Um, you put someone new into the starting lineup that isn't that isn't Levert and have Levert and Dinwiddie kind of stagger um, minutes a little, maybe a little bit with the starting unit. And like I, honestly, you could could totally convince me. You could think I sound crazy. You could convince me that the starting lineup should be uh, Irving, TLC, Harris, uh, Durant, and Allen. Or Jordan, whatever. I mean, I mean, like, like the Jordan Allen thing doesn't doesn't anger me that much because to me it's 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 almost like a it's like the it's like the Queen of England at this point. It's like a pure figurehead and 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 all that. Ma- and Allen plays every single minute that really matters after the first quarter. So I don't I don't get as broken up about that, especially because DJ seems con- like they both. Everyone seems like they kind of understand it. Like I, just looking at the. Uh, Comments at the end of the game, Durant was praising Allen again, um, and I don't think that's just a Texas Longhorn uh, connection. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you could easily convince me that the TLC should start, and then you just and then you have a loaded bench with a loaded uh, 
uh, second unit with with Lavert and Dinwiddie, um, and stagger the minutes if one of those guys isn't playing well. Um, the, the the other really small thing I want to say, by the way, is I, I actually think I don't know what the stats say, but just from the eye test, I I, I don't like the year that uh, that Joe Harris has had so far. Uh, I, you know what, I'm I'm not even gonna look at the stats. I I don't think. I don't think Joe Harris has been horrible, right? But I don't think he's been, he's had he's had a just a flat out you know killed him game either. He's he's been good. He does, you know he he is as advertised. He's going to hit threes. He's going to space the floor. Defenses are going to respect him. That's going to give Kyrie just a little bit of wiggle room. Teams are always hedging on Kyrie. But Joe Harris being such a prolific three-point shooter, at the very least, is going to give Kyrie just that little bit of a crack that lets him lets him be uh, you know, five to ten percent more efficient going to the basket or, or pulling off one of, you know, uh his at the end of the game today, I don't know if you remember this, Sam. Kyrie's going to the basket, and after just like three times in a row doing something different going to the basket and, and scoring, uh, this last time, they just knew what he was going to do, and he had yeah. no options. Yeah. And and, I'm, and again, it's like, I think we overthink it. We're, we're just not big enough. It's, it's like Kevin Durant is great. He had a great game, great on defense. He did his job. But if we're if we're being honest, he was he was out physical tonight. Am, am I wrong? Uh I thought he looked I thought he looked wor- I thought he had a couple of plays with Bridges when he and PJ Washington when yeah. he definitely when he when he looked uh, looked weak. Um and I thought he didn't look great. I thought I thought that Rosier kept- dunk scared me yeah see the rosier dunk didn't scare me as much because it was to me it was almost like to me the rosier dunk was was like a highlight but it was the type of thing where it was almost embarrassing that it even got close because durant closed the gap so quickly i was more i was more upset with the, the only thing that that jumped out to me more about durant was i thought and this could be an achilles thing or it could just be a he hasn't played basketball in a while is I thought him backpedaling on people's crossovers. He looked a little. He looked just like slow, yeah. and that worries me. If he ever has to guard like an actual star and not like these good stats, bad bad team guys like like Devonte Graham and Terry Rozier and even Hayward, for example. Um, but but I don't know. With but I don't know. With all that. Uh, with all that said, I think I think it should. I, I, obviously, the tone of this podcast is going to be negative. They just had a really fucking shitty loss that definitely ruined my Sunday night. Um, yeah. But but with all that said, I think the the one positive takeaway you can have right is they're they're two and one. I think we all thought like after this these first four games they were going to be four and zero whatever. Um, but the most important thing is that the two guys who every single show and podcast was talking about so far have pretty much been 90 something out of a hundred of what we would expect so far. Like, and, and that's really like the be all I know because this also could have gone a different way. This could have been, this could have been like shit. KD looks really rusty shit. Like what, like Kyrie's Kyrie's short on threes and his shoulder, like still acting up, whatever. And I'm like knocking on wood. Cause I like, because obviously that's everyone's worst nightmare. But like, yeah. the most important thing is that is, is that those two guys are playing well. And I know I'm uh, this is all a longer ramble for me. But the other thing I just want to say because I I saw Nets Nation was freaking out a little bit on Twitter because this is a shitty loss. But like, this is a t- a team that as much as like oh they played in Los Angeles together whatever has not played and has barely played. 130 minutes together in the NBA so far. They have an entirely new coaching staff. They brought back only a couple. If you count Katie and Kyrie basically as new additions, because Kyrie played 20 games last year, like they basically brought in 
five to six to seven new completely new faces who haven't played like we like we all do remember i i I brought this up because i saw people were being critical of nash and and his substitutions and stuff we all do remember that like the heat were nine and eight to start the year like this is this is something that's going to take time the the thing that i the thing that i no 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 i want to stop you right there i want to stop you right there tonight was an anomaly I, I I promise you this. I promise you this, uh, Sam. Tonight was an anomaly. In terms of what? Of in terms of us. This is what what tonight showed us. Right. We it showed us what is wrong with with the Nets. No, there's no doubt about that. It it basically this is a warning shot. It, uh, like a lot of crazy things had to had to be true tonight for for it to be this bad. We typically will overcome this type of a game. Like a lot of people had to be really bad for this type and 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 so this tonight was an anomaly. It's just not a it's not a real uh uh it's not a result that you should you should let worry you. It but what it does tell you I think it does send a message to the team, and it's whether or not they want to heed it. They can look at it two different ways, Samuel. They can look at it like we do what we do. We have this plan. We have to believe in our plan. So we're just going to stay the same. Or they can go. What we're doing is not necessarily working. We need to make a change. It's early in the season. Right? Yep. Why not try and uh and make a change? Some obvious changes. Which one of those two do you think they'll do? Uh, I mean, I, I don't see, I don't see anything happening for a while. I, I think that's right. I think they believe their stuff. Are are they right to believe in what they believe? Uh, I mean, I, I mean personally, I I I have no, I, I have no problem with them, uh, with them running back. Uh, with them continuing to run, with them continuing to run back, what they what they've done. My, my, I mean, my my biggest issue with them, out of everything so far, is that, and this I think is honestly something we're gonna have to get used to. But I think with superstar teams, you just see them come out flat because they think that they're cock because they're cocky and they basically think they can do what they did in the fourth quarter today, which is like, oh, we're down sixteen, whatever. Let's just go on a run and make it a game. No, I and so, listen. The only thing. That Kevin Durant did that that made him not Kevin Durant was his free throws. He missed three free throws tonight. Yep. That hurt. We lost the game by two points. If Kevin Durant is typical Kevin Durant, he doesn't miss any free throws. I, that's not an excuse, but that's just further proof that tonight was an anomaly. And the the other important part of that is even if Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant, that usually just makes it where we overcome losing a game like this. But we're going to play poorly because guess what? Torian Prince is Torian Prince. And Landry Shamit is Landry Shamit. And they can't go to the basket. And defenses know that. And when they hedge on them to <clears throat> the way that they do to take away the three-point line, we need a player in the lineup that takes advantage of that. Samuel, let's do our three things. Let's do it. All right. Who is the player that put their signature on the game. Who is the player 
that typifies the result, the the vibe. <laughs> what happened tonight? Um, I mean, I could go the negative way and go and go with Shamit. I thought, I mean, I, I'm gonna try to go positive, but I so I thought I thought Jared Allen was awesome again today, and I think he continues to be awesome. I think. I, th- I thought his free. Th- I, th- I think it's amazing that he's like become really competent as a free throw shooter. Um, so that's my, that's my dude. But the but the Shamit Prince combo, which we should come up with some nickname for. I mean, I like we've already coined the 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 taking the mantle of the Allen Crab, only gonna make threes when it's a blowout type thing to pad your stats, but never makes a big a, a three when it matters. Um, but beyond that, um. That's uh, that's those are my comments. How about you? Uh, I don't think you could get past what happened tonight without making, um, you know, the player who who most typifies uh tonight's game, Torian Prince and Landry Shannon. Yeah. Okay. They did so much damage. Yep. Right. Here's a crazy thing. If you tried to analyze DeAndre Jordan for the night and you went to plus minus, you'd see, oh, shoot, DeAndre Jordan, plus two. And you compared it to Jared Allen, who, by the eye test, by far, obviously, clearly, like, there's no disagreement on Nets Twitter right now that that Jared Allen played way better than um than uh DeAndre Jordan. He was a he was a negative three tonight. And the reason why was because he played a lot of minutes with Torian Prince, who was negative nine, <laughs> and Landry Shamit, who was negative four. Right? The two of them shot uh uh Landry Shamit shot nine times. Torian Prince shot five times. He missed every single shot. Yep. Okay. He missed every single shot. Landry Shamit missed every single shot. Not one for five, one for six, two for five, two. He missed every single shot, the both of them. And they have no redeeming qualities. Because let's say, let's say, okay, fine. You're going to put in a garbage night of uh, of uh, offense, but you get zero rebounds? Wait, wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Torrin Prince, I'm lying on you. Two rebounds. Landry Shamit, one rebound. The both of them together, zero assist. Jaron Allen got one assist. These two players have no redeeming qualities, Sam. Yeah, I mean, look, that the, they... Um... They, it's really funny, right? Because I'm almost at a loss of words, but people, and, and I understand, I like, I, I had an issue with their, with, with the Nets effort generally today. I thought they just looked slow. Like they looked like they were playing in Charlotte and had no interest in being in Charlotte coming off of a Christmas break. Um, but, but it's funny with the way, as we all know, like whether you play basketball, or you've watched enough of it, or it's some combination of both, like basketball is a game of runs and there's a really good argument to make that if shaman and prince in that first quarter slash second quarter or even below average just not horrid because me and you could also have gone over nine like i know how to do that but um if, it's just the possession killing if, that's if how you, that's how you fall you, I, I'm, if, I'm sorry sam yeah that, no. that, that's how that's how you fall behind by 16 Landry Shamit, nine shots. Uh, 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 Torian Prince, five shots. Zero points. 
right? That, that's that's um, fourteen possessions. Fourteen possessions that you earn nothing. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, and I was just gonna the the last thing I was just gonna say was um was you know you can you can have uh you can have Shannon and Prince um go two for twelve instead of o or whatever three of fourteen instead of o for fourteen and in that first quarter it, the game feels totally different like. Because because then because then the team kind of gets in a little bit of a roll. I mean, making I mean, it, it sounds it sounds dumb, but it, it's got to be repeated. Like make, making zero is making zero. Like they make they, they make they make three of fifteen, even twenty percent, which would be NBA just, NBA lows, and that and that entire first half feels very very different. They're, instead of being down two, they're up six. They're momentum killing. Yep. They're it's it makes your offense have a hard time to get on track. It affects Karis LeVert. It affects Jared Allen. And it it makes it where the team can't just flow. And and, and, and again, if it's if the shots aren't falling from 3, at least you would think you had an had another thing that you could do. They they're horrible at mid-range. It's not just shooting layups. They can't stop and pop either. Yep. So if these guys don't have someone who's going to quarterback their way to success, they're going to hurt the team. I mean, not to keep beating down that point, but for me tonight, there's nothing that typifies this game more than than, uh, the effect those two players had on it. So I'm cheating yeah. a little bit, a little bit by saying the two of them, but they're mirror images of each other. They, they, they basically, uh, you know, poisoned the nets from within with with how bad they played. So, all right, give me a play that most <laughs> uh, uh, described or, or or most made the. Um, you know what went wrong tonight, or 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 what this game was tonight. Uh, I mean, I thought. I mean, I thought the big the the turning point of the whole game was the uh, was the Biombo block on Kyrie when they could have they could have tied it and then came back the other way three and then instead of it being tied, it's a five point game and that was that was the uh, that was the nail nail in the coffin. And there were so many there were so many moments in this first and second quarter that were killers or even the third quarter, but like. Just in terms of what was really like the the gut punch, it was. I mean, that was that was that was the final straw. For me, it was much earlier because this game shouldn't have that the Nets should have never been down sixteen to this team. Yeah, uh, I, I think I think for tonight's game, we could call them mistakes. But and not just mistakes in this game plan, but just mistakes in just the the structure and the and and the strategy that the Nets employed in building this roster. So I think that the the game, the point in the game that that told us how this was going to go was when they went on that fast break, and Torian Prince just got caught in the time warp. And basically just looked around just going, oh, fuck, what do I do? And he just came out of that time warp and just threw the ball out of bounds, basically. Yeah. He, um, he's, he's horrible going to the basket. He's, he's poisoning the team from within because it's not just that he can't score. He can't stop anyone either. So the whole night he was getting exploited on defense while also wasting possessions and making it impossible for for, um, Karis LeVert to get going. So, you know, to me that play just said it all and just just puts into perspective how bad he is. 
he can't finish fast breaks. Fast breaks should be money in the bank. You should be converting high fast breaks at a high percentage rate. But because you have Landry Shaman and Torian Prince on the same team, it, it, it almost makes it impossible uh, uh, to have a high a high percentage um, uh, a high percentage uh, fast break uh, percentage. Excuse me. Give me your stat that most typifies what happened tonight. I mean, not most typifies that that basically tells the story. Um, what stat you got? You know, I was. I mean, look, I I thought they were sloppy. I, yep. Did we lose Sam? I'm here. Okay. I don't hear Sam. So I'm going to call Sam back. I'm gonna call Sam back. Picks up. Hey, I'm here. Sam? Can you hear me? For some reason, I I, I, I see you're texting me and saying you're here, but for some reason, I cannot hear you. And I don't know what changed. You know what? Front office listeners, we're going to take a break and uh, figure out what the technical difficulties are and come back in a second. All right. All right, disappointed uh, Nets fans. Samuel Lachow and I are back. It is I, Eve Darboos of the Front Office Pod. And we were just ending out to this evening's pod when, of course, technology had to go in the fritz. And I, uh, where did we le- leave off, Sam? So we were talking about uh, the stat that typified the game. And I'm going to, uh, as much as I don't want to go with Shaman and Prince, you just got to go with, just got to go with their... O of 13 or O of 14, whatever, whatever it was. I mean, the, the turnovers have been an issue for the whole, the whole time this year. But if we also remember teams like the Warriors also used to average a ton of turnovers per game. So I'm not, uh, I'm not super nervous about, about the turnovers. Cause I think that's going to come and go when you play a creative style, but the Prince Shaman thing was a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that uh, tonight the stat that, that typifies what happened this evening is is the 60, uh, is the points in the paint, I believe it was 64 to 24. That's pretty ugly. I, and, I, I, and I think you can't, it's, it's so ugly that I think it's inescapable. I think you can't, but uh, question, uh, uh, the makeup of the team to get punished that badly in, inside. What 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 stat would you hang your hat on? Uh, in, in terms of on the inside or just generally? Yeah, I I don't know. I well expound on that for me to understand. <sighs> yeah, I mean, like, look, I I just think I just think this is going to be a uh, I I think in terms of losing the in the pain i think i think you said it well earlier in the pod which is that it's one thing to lose it's one thing to lose uh like 40 to 20 it's another thing to lose 60 to 20 so obviously it can't it can't be to that extent and if that means playing jared allen more or if that means making a, a move then yeah something's gonna uh have to happen look it may it may mean that they need to run more lineups with perry and kurukson for all for all we know and maybe less with all the shooting as you've as you mentioned um i just still think it's too early i think they've played i mean they've played three games against um three kind of different teams and i think we'll see what happens look to, look they're gonna I, I think they're gonna struggle against these younger and more athletic teams like the hornets that's why i'm nervous about the grizzlies game tomorrow
I'm going to err on the side of caution with this. We're still a great team. We showed that we were a great team just by how we came back. And and uh, I liked KD uh, <laughs> praising uh, Jared Allen the way that he did tonight because I think he's... I think he's trying to let us know, like, hey, it's not me. I'm not the one that's forcing DeAndre into the starting lineup. Um, <laughs> and and Jared did play good. I think that was obvious. I don't I I don't know why I dipped into you know creating a conspiracy, but still, I feel like he was trying to send us a message. Um, I'm gonna err on the side of caution and say tonight was an anomaly. It doesn't mean anything, and we're gonna have to watch for the next ten to 15 games to, to figure out what this team is. Uh, we're just going to have to, to get through it. Let's see what they do tonight. Let's see if they uh, rest guys on this back-to-back, which could could make us 2-2. Two and two. Even if that's the case, I'm not worried at all. This team is going to be great. I, I, I think we're good, Sam. Sam, any closing remarks? No, I agree with you. Let's see what happens tomorrow. Tomorrow is a nice little, a nice mini test again. All right, man. I'm sorry, everybody, for the technical difficulties. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've got a very nice new Mac, uh, MacBook Pro, and and it, it's really acting up this evening. But uh, as disappointing as that is, as well, it's the losing this game tonight was was even more disappointing. Uh, but we're, we've got great things ahead. Tonight was a freaky evening, um, as we talked about. Let's keep our heads high. I'm Eve Darboos, and for my partners at Samuel Lachow on Twitter, uh, uh, I'm I'm gonna say good night, and we'll be back tomorrow talking about the next game. It's gonna be all right. We're gonna be all right. Front office pod with the Nets. All of us, we're going to be great. (laughs) Good night, Sam. Good night.